0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and we just want to say thank you for joining me again this afternoon on 7 to 9 a.m. I am Renette Mayberg from K-Pulpit, and yes, we cover a diverse section of the Spectrum of Life, and this is where we give hope, guidance, wisdom and knowledge when real life happens in our lives and in our families. And we often discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family in truth and in love, but with God we can rise to restoration And we've got a beautiful Guest in our studio this afternoon Who has that beautiful testimony Of rising to restoration And rising above all uh, Together As a family of Christ And you know uh, we have Marlene Matia in the studio with us And she has a testimony That I know is going to really Inspire you And probably challenge you a little bit um, In many ways as well Because what would you do when you are facing the diagnosis of brain cancer and now what? So we're going to chat to Marlene after this break. And I'm not going to introduce her any more than what I have now because I'd love her to share her testimony and her journey on this faith walk that she had to take so bravely. Okay. We're going to listen to something right now and we'll be with you straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends. And thank you for sticking around with us this afternoon. Um, we have Marlene Matia in the studio with us and she's with, in management with uh, uh, Kumbux, and but she's got such a wonderful story. So thank you so much for taking time out of your work uh, time and coming to join us and really share this challenging and very brave story of your testimony and uh, your faith walk that you've really had an interesting, interesting journey and very unique and very remarkable. So we would love to hear, you know, when uh, the journey that you took about what happened. What happened? How did you gather that you not right or something's not right? And what made you go to a doctor and tell me what, what happened? We would like to know. Um, thank you so much, Renée, for me
1: being here this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's a long story, but we are going to cut it short and try mm-hmm. and put as much as possible into it. Please do. Um you know it all started last year um when I with a growth on my head um and I didn't really know what was going on myself um but before that, I just want to give God all the glory for just being here because if it wasn't for my father, I would not be sitting here today, Amen. and um you know he alone is the one. That carry us through all of this. And the whole of last year, I've really experienced him in a deeper level of carrying me through all of this. Um, So, and it's something that the father told me, don't make uh, a big thing out of the cancer because the cancer wasn't the issue. Uh, it, It was a story of what am I going to do when I get there and how am Marlene going to handle this? Although uh, you get club from the left and the right and from the front, and suddenly now you have something called cancer, will you still serve the Lord Mm-hmm. And that is what, what it was all about for me. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to the health part, the previous year I've gone through a lot of stress. And um, with the growth in my head, I went to go and see a doctor. And he immediately said to me, um, I need to phone a surgeon at Colbrema. And I thought, oh, but can't you just look at this, you know, why do I need to go to Carl Bremer? And once I, I saw this doctor on the Tuesday, literally she said to me, I need to speak to the HOD. Um, we're going to phone you back. They said to me, come back to Friday. We're going to do a biopsy. And, you know, it still kind of didn't sink in. Mm-hmm. And then obviously six weeks later, they say to you um, – you must come back for your stology report. And in that uh, interim, I was also applying for um, jobs and um, I had to go for an interview. And so when I got my result, it was literally two days before my interview with KUM. And um, the area manager that I saw with my interview, I said to her, she said to me, Is there anything you want to ask me? I said, I don't need to ask you anything because I understand customer service and that the client is the most important person. Um, I said, but I want to tell you that I'm due for surgery and I've got this cancer. They're not quite sure what this is going on. I'm due for surgery. And what struck me about this lady was that she said, um, you know what? We're going to cross the bridge when we get there. So when I was then employed um, with him, I started on the 20th of March. um, I thought, well, June's coming. Then I get a call from Carl Bremen. They said, you need to come in April. Now I've just started. And I said, Lord, you know, I need this work. What now? And again, I spoke to her and she said, you know what, we're just going to trust the Lord in this. And Mm, so I went for my first op op and... um, I thought, ah, oh, this is this is this is not too bad. Everybody's saying, you know, it's looking minor, not nothing serious, but we are going to send it away. And this is going to take six weeks. I thought nothing on it. I had a bandage on my head. They allowed me to go to work with this bandage. And I couldn't bend down. And I couldn't really go to the books at the bottom and stuff like that. So you had to navigate it. Yeah. Mm. And um, the, the team was wonderful. Absolutely mm. wonderful. Because they would say, don't worry. Don't go to the bottom. And pick up, we'll pick up the things for you and all of that. But then the biggest storm came. Because I was so confident and uh, this is you know, this is now sorted because they like
0: like, like a walk they, in the, the park. The way they, type they treated
1: me when they actually discharged me was no, we think we've got all of this. So then uh, six weeks later it was the end of May, um I was relieving at Tiger Valley, I'll never forget it, with an awesome team there as well. And um I go to Karl Bremer. And I'm sitting there, and it was the day that you never expect anything like that. I'm walking there. I'm confident. Hey, I'm sorted now, Lord. I know this is you on your way to yeah, recovery. I mean, yeah. yeah, and this young surgeon sits across me, and he can't look me in the eye, and I'm like. Come on, you know, I need to go. I still got stuff off. It's my day off. And he says, ma'am, I'm looking at this computer here and it's a lot of words, but I don't understand these words. And um, I said, okay, what's going on? He says, ma'am, I don't know how to tell you, but your cancer spread. Mm. And we have to move fast because it can go into your organs. Mm. So he says, there's three options. Number one, we do chemo. Or radiation, we do another operation, but you're diabetic, so you probably will end up with infection. Number three, if we could find a plastic surgeon, then that will probably be the best. But you know how it is if you don't have a medical aid. Mm. But God...
0: So this is the era. <laughs> So
1: he said to me, ma'am, give me a minute. I have to phone my H O D and I've got to make the best decision for you. And you know, I don't know what to do, Renette, because it felt like that confidence that Marlene had was gone, it was so just out the door. Taken out like, Yeah, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, just give me a clap under my chin, like yes, you I, know. I'm looking, good. and then he, he, he again, he repeats all everything to his hod, and then then he says, yes, yes, yes. I also agree that if we can get her to Tigerberg, and she can see a plastic surgeon, and all I say, I look up and I say, God, help him to do the best decision for Marlene, and Lord, just give me peace, because I don't know. My children are overseas. A kinda yeah, I mean, I have an awesome spiritual family at Loftel, but you know this is a time that you want your children around, so um. He put the phone down, and this is how awesome God is. And he says to me, but before that, he had to take a photo of, you know, what it's looking on my head and everything. And he's now discussing with the surgeon, yes, this is not looking good, this wound or anything. And you're sitting, <laughs> sitting there. And it feels like, you know, you're not there, but you're there. Hmm. So, um, and then he used this word, but we're going to we're gonna have to excavate on your head. And I, I think, did. Yeah, Lord, help me. I mean it's like a bulldozer. What are you going <laughs> to do on my head? But never, ever uh, did I thought what I saw.
0: Yes, the wound yes.
1: you know. And but you know, I want to tell you the golden thread of God's miracle yes, of how sir. amazing God is, because when he put the phone down, he said to me, "Ma'am, you will not believe it, but I have an appointment for you for next week, Wednesday. Now, at that stage, I don't have medical aid. I'm just a number on a government hospital. Mm-hmm. But this is the God that we serve as supernaturally mm-hmm. provides for Marlene. So next week, Wednesday, came. I go to Tigerberg and I go and see this awesome plastic surgeon. You know, like they, they were talking when I was actually sitting at Carbham. You need to see the plastic people. And I think, like, Lord, help me, you know. But before that when I left Karl Bremer, before I had to go to Tigerberg, when I walk out of Karl Bremer, it was like I suddenly realised like uh, okay, what what's happening? Am I gonna die? What you know, I walk across. I, I mean, I, yeah, I walk across the road. I walk to their cafeteria. I had a K-Way jacket. It was a cold day. I take the jacket off. I put it on. I I I don't know. And the tears started streaming down my face, mm. but not loud. I said, Lord, I don't understand this, Lord. I don't understand, but Lord, I'm going to trust you in all of this. Mm. And then the lady at the cafeteria, she's like, ma'am, ma frau, mm. I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm up the chair and down the chair and I'm putting the, and then I knock the glass of water over and I start crying. And, and then it starts hitting you,
0: mm, you know. The realities.
1: So then, I realized, okay, I have to phone somebody. So I phoned a lovely one of the, um, my assistant manager at uh, Tiger Valley Bronze, and I said, this is the story. And she said, are you going to be okay? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And that was all I could get out the whole time It's like, I don't know. Hmm. And then um, friends of mine, um, that dropped me, they had to come fetch me, and I said to them, you need to pick me up. I said, but I'm even scared to walk across the road because I'm crying so much. Mm -hmm. So I went and sat right on the side of the road on the Seipaiki and I just cried.
0: Sure, you know? that is sad
1: because you, you don't know. You went there with so much hope that things are and better. Really, literally, the rug
0: pulled out underneath your f- yeah. feet. Yeah,
1: and now they're telling you everything has spread. We got to move fast. This is not life-threatening, but this is what we need to do right now. Mm. You know, because, because if it diabetic. is spread, it
0: can be fatal. Yeah.
1: So also because of my age. You know, mm. I'm a lovely age of 58, proud to say <laughs> that. So age. your age and all of that counts against you mm. as well. So I calmed down kind of thing. But going to Tiger Tigerburg, that was just God superlatively moving everything. Because I sat in front of that surgeon and she said to me, Marlene, do you understand? We've got to shave your hair. mm And I said, all my hair? Because I had long blonde hair.
0: Yes,
1: yes. And she said, I'm sorry, but yes, you have to. And then she explained to me about the staples, and I'm like, okay. But I never had the idea you know, of really what was going on. It wasn't really sinking in. And then I got in the car and my friend picked me up and I said, oh, I'm so glad that Oman Opa's not here. That's my parents. And then my friend said to me, she said that she said, you worried about your mom and your dad, but I'm your best friend and I can't cope right now. And then burst out crying and then I realized the other side of how it was affecting other the, people. the close people. Yes, yeah. And, you know, um, then you also get the people that kind of like look at you and they say to you, well, what did you do wrong, you know? And and that is a, a real thing. And I'm you're like shocked because now you're thinking of your hair going to be is There's, a curse.
0: there's a, like a curse on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this?
1: But then I, I, I realised and I look back and I, I was chatting to God and I met a lady at Carl Bremer from the first time I was starting to go and I thought about this. This lady never knew God. And when I sat there and I told her, I'm gonna I'm I'm here for my biopsy, I've you know, cancer and that and she turned around Renette and she said this to me. She said, You're still smiling. She said, If it was me, I would not serve your God. Mm-hmm. I said, no, but my God is not like that. My God is loving. I said, you know, it is God that's actually carrying me through this.
0: Amen. And Amen. through all
1: of this, Renette, this lady is now given a life to the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that she phones me and she speaks about God. Mm. And then I realized the purpose of it, we don't always understand what The we route go through. that
0: we have to take.
1: But this lady in all of this has given her life to the Lord. She walks on the street, you know, and she talks to her kids about God, where she never done that before,
0: mm. you know. Mm. What a beautiful, what a beautiful beginning to a very difficult journey that you've been on. So, Moline, I want us to catch up with this straight afterwards as well because I want to continue. I don't want to lose the momentum of really this beautiful journey that you're mentioning of the fact that God was carrying you through. So you can just share with us after, after this uh, next song, this next track that we're going to play, uh, just on you know, what what did that journey look like and what was that day-to-day actual um, experience. So we're going to join Marlene straight after this, but I just want to uh, encourage you as well please go on to our WhatsApp number on 81 and our telegram number is also 081-729-1657 and we've got an SMS line which is 37988 and uh, please t- interact with us and let us get to know you and if there's anything you want to share with us or communicate to us if you've liked our guests or want to know more about us please 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 contact us And we also on our Facebook We've got all our live um, Some live interviews That have taken place And you'll see On 729 K Pulpit Or 729 Cops of Council Where we actually Really get an opportunity To see who our guests are And as well as our presenters And get to know And interact with us as well Then we've got a Counseling department On 021-9177-000 And press option 1 And if you are struggling With anything Needing some prayer Or guidance or some just a ear to listen to, please contact us and see how we can come alongside you. And yes, and I just want to encourage you, uh, we are having a lovely wonderful, exciting day on the 9th of March we are having Dr. Elsa Mayer joining us here in the Cape for a conference that we are hosting with the Yeich magazine and, uh, your, and uh, Radio Pulpit uh, for a whole day conference and it's going to be so much, it's going to be wonderful so please go on Quicket and you're welcome to contact and see what uh, the event offers and please come and join us, you're going to see a lot of our Staff being present And um, it's going to be a wonderful Exciting day So please join us on that day But uh, we're going to join Marlene Straight after this And we look forward to seeing you On the other side of the song Hi there family and friends And yes we have got a lovely guest In our studio this afternoon Her name is Marlene Mathieu And she is just sharing Such a gut-wrenching Heartfelt a journey of really a very really big challenge that she had to face in being diagnosed with brain cancer. And then the second time round, that there was a chance of after thinking that she's going forward, she was actually going backward um, in her health. So, Marlene, just give us that journey of faith. And where did you, how did you pick yourself up after that second knock that you had?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, once I kind of saw the surgeon, then I still had to have the surgery. And the surgery was something very important in my life because I, 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 from the time my hair had to be shaved on that Sunday. Mm, the reality surgery. Yes. It, it, but I could see God's love in all of it. It was like, you know, God was saying to me, you've sown into the kingdom. You've sown love. And now I'm going to show you the love of others, how you've sown. And suddenly, you know, my friend come and she's, she's a trauma nurse. And she said, I'm going to shave your hair mm. because none of my other friends could do it for me, mm. you know. And that to me, I'm, I'm a very uh, – I am a very person on the little things in love, mm. and and she came and she shaved my hair for me, and she said, "Ah, oh man, you know, I'm used to this kind of thing, you
0: know." Yes. So she and eased it on you.
1: Yeah, but it but it was so precious because. We made it a thing, you know, afterwards we went and had a cup of coffee and she said and she says, Don't you have something? And she put a nice scarf on my head. I could just feel that love mm-hmm. you know. And then another friend said to me, Moles, can I take you to the hospital? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I started realizing in all of this God was making a statement. Yes, Marlene, you are alone, but you are not alone. Mm-hmm. I am with you, and I'm going to take you through this, and I will be there when you open your eyes and when you close your eyes. And the people around you are the people I actually want you you to be with. Because, you know, sometimes, Renette, we go through stages of people we think they are friends, but they're not really. And, you know, the enemy also sends people into our life.
0: Mm.
1: But suddenly I experience people that I had heartfelt of knowing, you know, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when the Monday Wilma um, came and she took me to the hospital, she sat with me until I actually got a bed. Then um, the another lady, I said there was no blankets. She says, no problem, after work I'll bring you blankets. You know, she didn't have to. I hardly knew her.
0: And those are the special people. Yeah. I've been through something like this. I could tell you now, it's those it, those angels just come from yeah. somewhere.
1: Then another colleague of mine from uh, uh, also from Kun, she says, "No, no, no, Auntie Marlene, that food to the hospital is always not so nice. What sandwiches you not? Because this is going to be your last meal." She brought me a flask and she brought me sandwiches, you know. Too
0: precious. And now
1: I'm lying there with nothing on my head, and you can see the the mark and everything. And then you start realizing. How precious life is. Mm-hmm. The next morning, the professor came and two surgeons came. And then a friend of, uh, she's a pastor in our church as well, Pastor Bev. And she realized, she says, My lean, you in the best hands. She said, If you were in a private hospital, you probably would have just had a surgeon. But here you get a professor, you've got two plastic surgeons. And I started realizing that God was making a statement to me mm-hmm. You are my daughter. And I'm the God that gives the very, very best. You know, mm. when I was pushed into theater, there was such peace. I just knew. It was like I can't describe it to you. Like God was there. He was holding he was my present, hand. was yeah. present. You know, before my life, I knew God was here. But now, you know. It's like
0: tangible.
1: Yeah. When I came out of theater um, the whole time, I, I was at peace with this. And then the surgeon came and I said, did you get all the cancer? And he didn't look me in the eye. And he says, ma'am, we thought we got the cancer the first time. We are not going to tell you anything this time. You have to wait. So I just said, Lord, you, you know, this is too much for Marlene. And then he said to me, oh, and by the way, you've got over 40 staples in your head. I'm like,
0: what? Okay.
1: So... You have to digest all of this. Yes. And I realized it was too much. Mm-hmm. So I said, Lord, I need to do baby statement Because I can't digest all of this. This is too much. Mm-hmm. I've got all these things in my head and all these things I need to do. So you know what, Lord? I'm just going to lie back and be held by you. And I'm going to sit by you, Lord, because you are my father. Mm-hmm. And right now, all of this is too much, and I think it was the best decision that I made to for hand it myself. over. Yes. And because it was just like God was taking care of everything for me. You know, the days that I got home and I sat up, and the pain is too much, then I just tell Him, you know, Lord, I can't take this pain, and it was like He would put me into a sleep.
0: So, so it, was it very painful,
1: yes, because of the staples in yes, my ears yes
0: yeah. yes and and you know i mean a person 's brain i mean it 's really something in your head, i mean it 's so close to the brain, it must have been so daunting and so um, uh, traumatizing in some some sense, you know because we 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 are so protective over our Our, you know, eyes and our hands and our brain, and and then this comes. And you know, how do you, how did you find? And as you said, you had beautiful people around you, and and holy spirit sort of let you rest in this time. But at the at the end of the day, you know, what as as you started healing, you know, did you feel that? You know, the last time I thought it was healing. Now this time, I don't know if it's really happening. Did you have those black like, moments? Um, No, not this, not time.
1: this time. Not this time. Mm. Because when I went for my astrology report, I really started seeking God's faith. And I said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, mm-hmm. I'm on my own. Lord, I need you. I need you to guide me. And Lord, if your word says... By your stripes, I'm completely healed. Then I trust you, and I started doing communion, and you know, on my body, and I just said, Lord, I'm not taking this from you because I could see this was an attack on my life, derailing me of what God's plan. Because as I've told you, you know, I'm writing books and I'm trying to study for life coaching. And the beginning of the year, I set out a plan with God of what I wanted to do. And suddenly I started realizing, but some of the things are not happening. And suddenly sickness came into this. And I started realizing that this plan is from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And it's not from my father because he loves me. God is not a God. I mean, the word of God says... God's got plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And when you really eat that verse and you understand it, you understand who God is, even with the
0: challenges. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to renew your mind every day. You have to dwell in the Word of God. You have to make sure that you have the right people around you, because when you go low, that there is somebody that can pick you up. Mm. You know, in your crowd. And sometimes I just used to say to people, you know, just pray for me.
0: Mm. That's um, so important.
1: Because sometimes we feel like, no, I, what, what I can he mean to see? But mm. it's not about the people. Mm. God, in this time we're living now, God wants us to be real. God wants us, and he will put people around us that will support us. But we have to be real. Then we will get the real people.
0: Amen, amen, amen Marlene, you've got such a beautiful story Honestly, it's so encouraging And it's quite, it's quite daunting to hear It's actually beautiful to hear How the Lord just gave you this piece Right through this the second time I mean, I would have probably said Now, what is this? Now, why are we uh, going down this road again, and to go through that same pain again, and probably even worse. So, uh, Marlene, I want us to continue with this conversation, and just I want us just, just afterwards, after in the next session, just. Um, let us just, you know, minister to those that possibly are facing it. You know, what, what would you say how to prepare themselves for this? Because you clearly went in there, uh, just brushing it off here and there and thinking, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park, which it wasn't. So, and um, we're going to join Marlene straight after this and we will chat to her and continue to hear how she can really encourage you that it's possibly facing it or just in the midst of it or, you know, not sure why, you know, Should I be going to a doctor or whatever? So she's going to continue with us straight after this. Okay, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. If you've just joined us, I've got Marlene Mathieu in the studio with us, and she is such an inspiration and so encouraging. I'm sitting here with a beautiful smile on my face just listening to her, very, very difficult journey that she went on, but just the absolute love of God just pouring out of her and just that she's able to share the beautiful side of brain cancer and the cancer that she was diagnosed with. And the journey, This just all I see is just this beautiful, radiant person sitting in front of us and what I cannot believe that you've just been through this in what you've been through in this last year and um, you know you've just shared with us about the beautiful people in your world but what is it that you would encourage somebody that's possibly scared of going to have something, you know, to have a a test done um, and or is in the midst of it or how to waver the, you know, navigate themselves through it. And I love the way you changed your narrative um, in this journey and not oh, woe me, but went in and just saw the love of the Lord and took it and to the next level. So just share with us that little bit of your journey. And then obviously you're going to share a little bit about the fact that you're writing these beautiful kids little books, which I'm looking forward to reading. Um, so just tell us about that.
1: I think, you know, um, also in, in at my work, I often get people coming in and telling me, you know, um, I am going to see somebody at a hospital. I'm thinking now um, last year sometime the lady came in And uh, she came into the shop and she she was looking for a gift. And I said, can I help you? And she said, I I don't know because I need to go and see somebody. And then she came back kind of thing again. And she was telling me, you know, about cancer. And then um, I walked out after work and there was the same lady standing outside. And then I said to her, you know, can I tell you something? I said, my God. No, I first actually said, to do you believe in God? He said, of course, ma'am. I believe in Jesus. I said, awesome. I said, can I just tell you that God is still in the business of healing? Mm. I said, God is still the miracle worker, the way maker, and the promise keeper. And I said, you know… I know what it's like. And she, she looked confused. And I said, I know what it's like when you get that death sentence and you don't know what it's like. And it's very hard when you see people pulling away. But we also need to understand the people that's around us because sometimes people don't know what to say. Clearly, that's the thing. Clearly. And this lady did not know what to say to a friend. And I said, You know what? We don't often need anybody to say anything we just want you to be there and make the cup of tea and maybe hold a hand and bring a tissue that's it we don't want a magic wand of i'm going to buy you a mercedes bent or anything like that because we know that our god is in control but we just want a human there to hold us and hug us and say it's going to be okay you know, one of my friends, Vilma, um, the one there, I couldn't cope with all of this. And she actually said, just come here, let me hug you. Exactly. And that was like gold to me, mm. you know. And it had its own healing effect on yes, you. Yes, because sometimes because of what people say, they say negative things, you know, like we, like I said to you, what did you do wrong? You, You this or that. Um, So you then don't want to share with people anymore. So that happens. And I want to say to people, carry on. Bless them. Let them go. Because those are not the people that you should be mixing with during a time like that. Mm. Wait for the ones. Pray for God and say, Lord, I can't carry this. But I pray for a divine connection with somebody that can help me through this. Mm. Because this is too much. I can't comprehend it. I can't. I don't know what to say. No. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. So, but then suddenly you see God, you get a phone call from my friend Vilma, and she says, Maltz, I'm coming. I've made banana loaf. I know you like banana loaf. To somebody else's... It's, it's, I- it's, it's small, but it's so valuable. Yes. So, and she sat with me and she says, you know what? I'm just going to be with you through this. I'm going to hold you. We're going to carry through this. And when you start sharing and you ask God to really put people there, because you don't need the negative. You need people to uplift you during that time. And often we just let it go. But this time around, I said, no, Lord, mm. help me to accept what I cannot accept. But, Lord, I'm going to trust on you, so give me that direction. And that is what I want to say to our listeners today. Pray and ask someone to come their way. Lead them, you know, Mm -hmm. because God hears us, and he sees every single tear. And he wants to be there for us. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. He loves us. He's not there to harm us. So don't leave it too late, you know. You know you've got it. Follow it through. Go for all your tests. It's not lacquer. I don't think there's any other (laughs) word that you describe that. (laughs) That's fine. You know. But (laughs) it has
0: to be done. Mm, mm. Get it done. And then, you know, um, and be responsible at the same time as yes. well. You know, be responsible, but at the same time to take the journey as God has ordained it to be.
1: Yes. You know, you don't just go, well, this is it now. And I've, you know, go, no, let it let it go through. A lot of people say, well, you know, don't go for the up, whatever. Mm. But this time around, like I said you, there was something different about it. Mm. And I've come out of it being so... Um, ever knowing that God is somebody that will never leave you. He's with me day and night. And, you know, it was like God showing me, you are my daughter. Mm. I want the best for you. And if there's someone going through it right now, God wants the best for you. Yes, this is not easy, But if you allow God to carry you, Mm -hmm. it will be easy, Mm -hmm. although it doesn't look good. And when we look back, it is him
0: carrying us. Amen. You know? Mm. It's incredible, your story, honestly. I really, really am so grateful for your time that you came and shared that with us. Because, you know, we don't always always. You know, so tentative, and uh, it's cancer is so rife at the moment, and yet there are such beautiful, good stories that are out there and testimonies of healing. And we we need to. This is the times that we need to know that God is in it with us, so that we can all win. And Marlene, thank you so much for your time. It was such a privilege to have you here today. And may the Lord just continue to use your testimony. And you've written these books as well. So just quickly share us a little bit why. Why did you write the little books They're very very I'm looking forward to reading mine
1: um i started God gave me a dream that I'll be writing books some time ago already, and um then I started writing the one book when I lost my house, and um yeah i there's the whole story how God just restored me back in a in a job situation, I went through a divorce. And um, our God just came through for me, a golden thread of miracles. And then my second book is, well, my first book is In the Midst of My Enemy, God Prepare a feast. I
0: love that title. Yes. Absolutely love that title.
1: So when my house was auctioned, um, the night before, a friend of me, I call her Tani Aniki, she dropped off food for me. And let me tell you, at that time, I didn't work. But in that bag was every single thing I loved for breakfast. There mm. were blueberries, there were yogurt, there were croissants, there were cold meat. And then one of my friends found nobody turned up except this one friend the next morning. And she said, you know what, while they're outside auctioning your house, let's just have breakfast. And I started opening it up and here was all this food. Mm. And I realized this was a feast. And then when um they were gone, I realized but Psalm twenty three, in the midst of my enemy, God prepares a
0: feast. Amen. Amen. Wow. That so, is so touching. That's
1: why the title is that because mm. it's our like our lived it as well,
0: mm. you know?
1: In yeah. that time
0: very touching I have to tell you Um, it's really 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 touching that so just know out there family and friends that you know the Lord is whatever we go through whatever we're going through whatever we're facing these are tough times these are perilous unprecedented times that we just know that um, the Lord is in it he's in it and he'll take us through it and he'll be with us And yes, and I know that is another story for another day that we could possibly share because that is something I know a lot of people are going through right now. A lot of loss, a lot of loss in many areas of their lives. So um, family and friends, just take care of yourself, love each other, be there for each other, go alongside a friend, go, just, just show up, even if it's just in a small way, just be there. I love the fact that you said just all you need is just to be there, and and that is what we need. We need to love our neighbours. We need to know about them. We need to care, even if you don't have any words. Uh, and words is not always the answer. It is just the presence and the love. And uh, take care. Take care of each other. And this is the time. And be kind. Be kind. And uh, let us live wisely, carefully. And ask the Lord for the way forward in His perfect will and His way. So, family and friends out there, I just want to encourage you. Thank you so much for being with us again this afternoon, Marlene. I loved your story, and um, may the Lord just continuously use your testimony for His glory and for His for His people that they will be encouraged and enlightened and drawn to Him. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, stick to the rules out there. Be good. And be safe and take care, and we'll see you next week once again. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.